Before we get into today's show, I just want to add a quick reminder that any donations given to our nonprofit, Better Burma, will be shared directly with those in Myanmar who need it most. Any and all donations will make such a difference right now. Go to insightmyanmar.org donation if you would like to contribute, or stay tuned to the end of the episode and hear more options. With that, let's get into the show. pleased for this episode of Inside Myanmar podcast, where we're joined by a special guest, Nan Su Monang. She is the NUG representative in France. Uh, Nan Su Monang, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and chat with us today. Uh, hello. Thank you so much as well for, for having me today. Yeah, is this my first time doing podcast interview? Mm, great, great. Well, it's an honor to have you as the uh, NUG representative in France to discuss a bit about the work you're doing. Tell us a bit about what you're doing through the NUG, as well as the situation in France and, and what you're facing and what you're trying to promote there. I think it'll be good for our audience to learn about some of those activities. So let's let's start with learning about how this position came to France. As we know, there there has been tremendous work over the past two years of trying to bring legitimacy and recognition to the NUG. That's come to varying levels of success. And in some places, like as in France, there is an official NUG representative. So can you tell us how that position came to be created and how French authorities view that position of an official NUG representative. Um, yes, thank you. So first, uh, I, I will just try to begin to by introduce myself a bit. So I am Nan Sumwa, so I am a Vamis, and I belong to Karin Dempo ethnic. So I come from Karin states, where the CVY is happening for many decades. And now, because of the gender terrorists, there is an ongoing intense battle between the gender and uh, our people, different force, uh, also included with our uh, unresisted force, EROs, every day and everywhere across, across the country. Uh, so, first of, first of all, I, before we talk about like um, how, how I uh, take the role or uh, the representative uh, in France. So I, I would like to talk about uh, also uh, my personal story before before the coup. 
so as I, I myself grew up uh, under the previous gender dictatorships, I have uh, always uh, wanted uh, to experience a true democratic government. So in 2015, when our leader, Dong San Suu Kyi, won to win a landslide victory, I, uh, I was uh, like, we Burmese people were so happy and, and excited about that, uh, like our dream is going to become true. So after 2015, under the civilian government, we, we started feeling like the value of the democracy and how it is to be free. But of course, with many limitations, at uh, the civilian government didn't have uh, 100% control over the country. So, so in the 2020 election, we all hoped and wanted uh, a true and full democracy in our country. So only with the hope we all voted uh, the National League for Democracy Energy, even though during the COVID crisis, uh, all the civilians tried their best to be able to vote. But yet uh, the, the energy want a landslide victory again, as we expected. And uh, we all are excited and satisfied about the results and start, started hoping the best with high expectation for our future generation and our country. But then again, the, the good did not happen. So we all couldn't believe it. Though we knew that the military general and their leader don't have a proper brain, but we just didn't know how much insane and dangerous they are. So, so then is the NUG, and then after the coup, you know, the NUG is found, what found in April 2021. And we all were fully supported and believe in the NUG, as it includes uh, elected legitimate uh, member from the 2022, sorry, 2020 election, who managed to escape from the gender terrorist arrest. So since then, the NUG have been trying to gain international support, including recognition of its uh, legitimacy and different representatives uh, in important country has been appointed. Given that uh, France, as you said, uh, France is a democratic country who strongly condemned the gender. The NUG also appointed a representative in France before. Uh, then due to certain circumstances, uh, they needed to find a new representative uh, who could take over this responsibility. So as my educational background is uh, life science and environmental science, I don't have any experience or knowledge in politics, uh, though I'm interested in it. As uh, I know, our government needed someone who could take the, the job in France. So I finally decided to apply for it, even though I knew that it would be a very big challenge to me. So I have been appointed as a representative in March 2022. So to, to speak briefly, my main role uh, is like to engage with the French authority, so to inform uh, the French society about what is happening in Myanmar, to also represent the Burmese citizens in France, and to facilitate the contact between the NUG and the French CV uh, society organization. Uh, so now it has been uh, almost nine months. Uh, where, to be honest with you, it isn't easy and I'm facing different challenges uh, every single day. Uh, each day bring its own set of uh, set news, uh, like uh, when the new atrocity committed by the military. And sometimes uh, I just want to forget about it and live a normal life like other people. 
But uh, I know that even if I just quit, it won't be easy for our government to replace me uh, with another person, uh, as it would take a big, it take big sacrifice uh, to to be able to take the job. So since now my name and my face are not already in public, so whatever the difficulty I facing, uh, I determined to do it and to try my best for the sake of our people inside the country who are giving their light on the ground. Uh, so now we have also our team, our office team, including official member, and also friends, uh, consultant, and, and also volunteer students. So this is a big help to our revolution. Uh, I know uh, I'm not good at leading the team, but I try my best and continuously striving to learn new things. Uh, in this time, we don't know how long uh, our uh, revolution, revolution will take, uh, but of course, the more we are doing and fighting the gender uh, with unity amend uh, our rank, the, the sooner we shall prevail. So, and I believe 100% in our revolution. I cannot imagine what the future generation will uh, have to live under uh, new dictatorships. And I cannot accept and let happen. We all promise people do not accept it. So, that's why even the gender use of violence uh, against the people. By performing airstrikes or burning down villages, uh, our revolution is just become more and more stronger. So, like we all, we all need to write uh, our own history in the history moment and behave as proud citizens. So, if I go back to your question, uh, I will say that uh, France is a visible to us uh, as it is a democratic country who share the. Uh, Republican value or liberty, equality, and fraternity. Uh, even though we, we need a political help, such as arm and financial aid, France is one of the more important donor uh, country for humanitarian assistance to Myanmar. Uh, currently, most of the international uh, humanitarian assistance is delivered by the gender, and uh, we are struggling to make it to the needy people. So the NUG is trying to find a solution to deliver the assistance to the needy person in Myanmar uh, with the generosity of our own people. So I cannot say much, but one thing is that we have a regular communication with the Foreign Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and we are doing what we can. France is also using uh, its diplomatic influence to support Myanmar. Uh, currently at the United Nations Security Council, a resolution on the situation of Myanmar was uh, adopted for the first time in history uh, since 1948, uh, after the independence of Myanmar. And so the uh, UK is uh, the lead country and uh, other European countries like France are visible to us. Uh, we can say this is only a mere uh, resolution uh, as it takes a lot of time and work uh, from many countries to support the Myanmar Spring Revolution. And uh, our ambassador, Ujo Moto, also has been kept uh, as the permanent representative of Myanmar to the United Nations in New York. So this is also not only because of the voice of the people of Myanmar, uh, but also it included uh, the support from the Credential Committee member countries and the UN Gen General Assembly. So we are thankful, and the NUG also reached a statement uh, for that. Mm, thank you for that. That's that's a great description. <clears throat> 
that covers a lot of topics and covers a lot of ground in terms of your own personal story and the NUG. And I'm glad that you were able to bring up something of your own background and share where you came from. You met, you referenced being uh, your, your family coming from the Koran and Pao communities. Uh, I wonder if we can back up a bit before we get more into some of the NUG policy and what France is doing and all of that, if we can just take some time to learn more about you. If you can talk a bit about what it was like to grow up in Karen Pao communities, we might have listeners that are not familiar with uh, with those ethnicities. Uh, talk a bit about that, and then what brought you to France? I assume that if you're the NUG representative in France, you must have had some prior experience in your life to France or French language or, or something like that. So, where your journey took you from Karen Pao communities into eventually France? Uh, yes, uh, thank you. So, so um, yes, um, so in Myanmar, I, so I studied with, uh, in, uh, in Penn University. I studied, I finished my master uh, with uh, zoology. Uh, so after that, uh, I always, uh, uh, I have been like uh, sharing, uh, teaching, uh, volunteering. Uh, because I grew up in a village, uh, uh, so and then after I finished my master, uh, I also trying to pass the the CV CV exam to to become a demonstrator at a Penn University, and then in two thousand twelve, uh, I took the exam, and then in two thousand fifteen again. Uh, because uh, it is quite a big challenge to pass the 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 exam examination so and then uh, i passed in 2015 uh, so i work at a demonstrator in Penn university for six months uh, so um, after that i i have uh, experience uh, how how to work under the and uh, and other and at that time uh, with the limitations uh, so I, I I I think like I decide uh, I need to continue to study as an international university. Uh, so after that I trying to apply the at different university. Uh, so finally I I apply the, at a, a university in France. So like that I have been uh, I first arrived in France in two thousand. Uh, 13. That's in my first time to visit, and then to, I did my study in 2015 in a university in France, uh, Sabon University. Now it's the name became the Sabon University. So I did my study from 2015 to 2018. Uh, so uh, normally the master degree is uh, only two year. Uh, but uh, with the language barrier, the difficulty of the language barrier, um, as uh, my French uh, level is, they need to improve. So I, I had to repeat my first semester uh, in semester one. So uh, even the semester it uh, should be in two year, but I finished in three year. Uh, yes. So after that, uh, I finished my study in two thousand eighteen. Uh, after that, I uh, I uh, for I try uh, begin to share the knowledge to the Myanmar uh, Myanmar student because if I say I grew up under the uh, previous gender dictatorship, uh, I uh, so I I would like to, to 
the new generation to uh, have experience to learn uh, e- easily at an international uh, university. Uh, so that's why I trying to I, I created uh, after my study I created uh, a Facebook page and, and a website to share knowledge and international scholarship program uh, for young Burmese student. Uh, like step by step, I began to to try to get a mini scholarship uh, to Delanda young student, and I was willing to take another step, uh, uh, but uh, the, the the coup happened. Yes. So that's why all my plans were gone. So, yes. Right. So that's quite a journey you're describing, going from rural <clears throat> Krenpao villages to universities there and eventually to, to France and then starting to run your own educational programs to help other Burmese that have don't have the opportunities that people around the world have. That's That's really wonderful and inspiring to hear. You reference how... The, the the pain and the difficulty of growing up under a military regime as you did. So I wonder if you can describe a bit what life was like for you growing up in these Karen Pao communities and at a time <clears throat> when the military regime was really in power, if you can describe a bit about your life as well as describing a bit about these communities and ethnicities for those listeners who aren't familiar. Okay. Uh, yes, uh... As long as I remember, uh, vividly uh, grew up under the uh, dictatorship is, uh, yeah, is uh, because we we didn't we didn't get a chance to learn uh, as a school like uh, compared with other neighboring country. For example, we we have learned with the education system like very strict and like we had to learn all the lesson by heart. So that's why until now I still experience. Uh, this difficulty and then now even I, I had experienced the, the, the international education bit here but stay I that 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 is with me will be with me all life that's my my became like our we white I mean the people same generation with me same age with me right now because of the education of course if I talk about community that like the, the education is uh, the, the more important in in our community so uh, Yes, it's very, very uh, different, uh, difficult for us uh, because uh, our education system is uh, just like a teaching center. It's not student center education. So we had to learn every lesson by heart. By, by heart I mean, uh, so that's why for me, you know, I so weak in, to memorize, memorizing and memorizing the the. the our our own history and the number everything because I had learned so much th- so much uh, lesson in my life by heart and then after that after I take exam I forgot uh, I forgot everything I I, I had learned uh, th- this is became used to like anti because the system is not anti in the primary uh, middle and high school is this anti the university education anti my master degree I had to learn. Every lesson by heart until I finish my master degree. So only when I did my thesis for six months, I, I no need to learn by heart to the, our lesson. So the thing like that is, is it very, very, uh, is it not good for, for us and for our generation at that time? And also we had to afraid. Uh, we had to afraid. We had to obey. We don't have freedom. Uh, like we, the education system is quite 
quite uh, completely diff- different from here. Here is uh, this, like when I did my master here in France, uh, like if I had questioned, uh, if I had to speak something, if I had to discuss with the professor, I can just raise my hand and I can just ask the question. Uh, if I don't, if I don't agree something, I, I can just say uh, as much as I want. And also I can, I had chance to discuss it uh, friendly uh, with uh, with the um, respected teacher or professor, but in Yama at that time, no, in, uh, during our time, uh, maybe uh, so uh, we don't have a right. We don't have a right to express our our feeling, and also that's that's a one thing for education. So if I uh, if I speak about the, the what we have faced uh, or what I have experienced, uh, so I. I also grew up uh, with in a Korean village, in a small Korean Korean village. So I I stay with my grandma. So my grandma all, uh, all, always uh, talk about the, the the how the brutality of the gender, uh, the soldier and everything. So I, I grew up with the theory how the soldier enter the the village and burn down the whole villages, and they take everything uh, they saw. Uh, and then to uh, arrested the villager or do all kind of those those, those, those things like happening now again to in in the in the uh, in the Anya we call Anya in the central central Myanmar before you know th- th- this is not new to us and I I grew up hearing all those story the story which happened which happened really so I also heard about that, grew up with that, and also experience. I experienced myself and the, the and other digital. So I, all all I want is, as I mentioned before, I I always had to wanted to experience a true democratic government. Mm, right. So this was the journey and the path that ultimately led you to France. You've been in France about a decade. Uh, just before we get a bit deeper into NUG to just stay for a moment on your journey and on France itself. So as you came from these current villages and then from Myanmar itself into France and Western Europe, I'm wondering what that experience has been like for you, what it's been like adapting to French culture and just speaking about something of the the cultures of these two countries, the peoples of these two countries. I wonder if you can talk a bit about uh, things you find that are similarities between Myanmar and France, things that, that maybe wouldn't be so obvious or apparent to someone who knew about these countries that you found as a, a common tie that that's similar between the two countries and also experiences you had of culture shock and of big cultural differences that you had to adjust to coming from Myanmar to France. Um, yes. Um, of course, uh, is it Asia, Southeast Asia, and Europe? So, yeah, is this uh, when I first arrived in France? Is everything is totally different? The weather, the culture, the food, everything. So yes. So as far as I, I, um, I don't think I could, uh, I could uh, strike uh, to live here, and uh, I. That's why. That's why I. I also. Uh, I never think I will be. I will stay here for a long time. So I always, after finishing my study, I always wanna go back to, to to my village, to my home, and continue what I would like to do um, um, uh, to teach to the people uh, who need. To. Uh, so yeah, for the culture, if I so. Uh, 
if I how can I describe her because of yes um, if we talk about the weather so in Myanmar we only had three seasons and here we have four seasons but we don't have rainy season here but uh, it can it can rain any 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 time any season so that is the the first thing I noticed uh, because uh, uh, before I know this is only four season here in, in Europe so I I think. Since there is no rainy season, uh, I I I wonder uh, if we no rain. I I know like that. So, but uh, but in real, no, that the, it can be rain at any uh, any time, any moment. And, and so that's quite different with uh, uh, with the Myanmar and with also for the culture. Uh, it depends. Uh, it's also different with the language also. Like uh, we don't use saying uh, saying body language. Uh, like uh, how can I say in Myanmar we we we, we smile a lot. Uh, uh, even the people we know or we don't know, you know, when we meet each other on the street, we we can just smile easily to anybody just to show uh, we like the, the uh, simple uh, greet. But here we, they don't smile like that. If we uh, before I I did that a lot. Uh, I, I smile easily. I smile easily, but the reaction I get uh, a bit strained. And uh, finally, like that, I, I adapt, trying to adapt uh, little by little. And then, and uh, also for me, the what I find uh, one thing if, if I talk about the food, and uh, it's a totally different. Of course, uh, like uh, in Myanmar, we eat the fish, ba- f- uh, fish, um, fish base. We call a bee, and here. Uh, France, uh, they, 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 they don't eat that, and but they had like saying uh, cheese for them. They had the very many, many kind of cheese, uh, which I can't stand, uh, even I can smell. But now, finally, I can try to eat uh, a big, I can try to eat like some kind of cheese. Um, yes, thing like that. That's great. That's great to hear. <clears throat> I'm glad that you have finally come around to enjoying the delicacies of French cheese. And yes, I was in France when I was in college. And I think in America, we also smile a lot just for no reason, especially at strangers. And I, I certainly remember my time in Paris of smiling at every restaurant and supermarket and just on the street and going through a similar experience of realizing that, okay, I think these people maybe think I'm I'm something of a crazy lunatic, just smiling to everyone I know. So um, so glad to hear that you've been more accustomed to French culture and people and everything else. So getting now to the recent years, it's great to have that background of your biography and uh, what brought you to France and your experiences in France. Getting now to the NUG representation there, um, let's return to the question I asked you to open this interview, and then we ended up going back in another direction to, uh, to 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 lead into this, which was great. But let's go back to that initial question, which is which goes into the heart of NUG recognition, as we know. The, uh, the 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 Western world or, or the world in general outside of Myanmar, ASEAN, anywhere has not really recognized the NUG formally as the rightful government of Myanmar, and this is something that the NUG has been working very much towards to wanting to be seen as the legitimate rulers of it. Yet at the same time, even though 
the NUG doesn't have, doesn't control its embassies, isn't seen officially and diplomatically as, as the rightful leaders of Myanmar. That hasn't happened yet. We do have these NUG representatives in different places, like across Europe and Australia and, and US and, and other places. So I think that might be confusing for some people that on one hand, the NUG is not recognized as the proper and rightful and legitimate rulers of Myanmar. And yet, on the other hand, some countries have allowed the opening of official NUG offices. So can you explain about that recognition? Although the NUG itself is not recognized in France, I assume that you are recognized to some degree in some way as an NUG representative, and I don't really understand how that works. So can you explain that for us? Um, y- yes, is this, uh, for us as well, we, we, we have been asking uh, this question because as in France, uh, uh, as long as I know, they have their constitution that uh, they practice uh, like traditional law that's uh, only recognize the state, not the government. So now this is good, this is good thing to Myanmar. So like they, they only recognize the state. They can only recognize the state and they don't recognize the government. So the, the key the, from the French side, the key saying uh, that. So, but uh, on the other hand, the, the France, uh, like I said earlier, they are democratic uh, country. Uh, so who is value the democratic? Uh, uh, so they, 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 they don't accept, they, they condemn strongly the, the, the act of the military so they, they don't accept us. They don't accept the military, and they they, sh- they were not sure they are spoke to the uh, democratic government, civilian uh, elected government, uh, like now in UG. Uh, so they they trying to support at uh, uh, how can I say uh, with uh, other directions, like uh, the for for us in France, uh, like we. We can open the, the office and then we have communication. Uh, we can speak, we can share information, we can explain that any time is happening. Uh, so we have the regular communication. So also in France, the parliamentary, uh, uh, they, they already have uh, two, they already submitted, they, there was already two resolutions uh, uh, in the Senate and in the National Assembly. Uh, so, the 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 the, the second resolution, uh, I I I can maybe I second of us. Anyway, that there is one or that uh, include to recognize the NUG uh, as a as a legitimate government. Uh, so for that resolution also, they, after they voted, they 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 said that the France can only. Uh, can only uh, recognize the state, not the government. But the way they they will they will support they will support as all cause to the uh, democratic government and the people of Myanmar. Okay, excellent. That's that's good to know. Uh, in your capacity as being the having the official role of being the NUG representative of France, you've talked about this a bit before. But if you can address it directly. 
what do you do? What is in, in your position? What is your responsibilities? What activities and actions do you do? You've mentioned being quite busy, quite overwhelmed. I can definitely imagine that. Uh, can you take us a bit behind the scenes and tell us, as the official NUG representative in France, what are the current things that you're handling, the crises that you're facing, the responsibilities and tasks in front of you? Can you explain a bit about that? Yes, uh, because uh, yes, it is a big challenge because uh, if I mentioned, uh, I don't have uh, any experience in politics before. So this is all new to me. Uh, because uh, even I not I, I I get the difficulty with the time or political, uh, so everything is new to me. And then suddenly I need to take the jobs, uh, and then uh, and then I had to found trying to form the uh, uh, an office. Uh, so so it, it was uh, very difficult. Uh, but as a, a representative, uh, like I uh, I explained earlier that the uh, the role as a representative, uh, including like to communicate with the community. So uh, that's a part of my job, uh, trying uh, to communicate regularly, having a regular meeting. And uh, we're trying to organize, uh, for example, in the uh, community are doing. Uh, also, uh, in our office, uh, so uh, we are doing also to get, um, to get uh, financial aid. Uh, so to since we NUG did, we had to depend uh, rely on to the people donation. So we until now we don't get any uh, any any support from international community financially. So we, we the NUG is like they selling EOD bond, uh, sorry NUG bond, and then uh, EOD share like the end of the leadership program. So thing like that. As uh, our office in France, we had to, we. We can we can take uh, as agents because this is quite a duty uh, to in the Euro country to say all those things. Uh, so before so this program is uh, have already before when I have been uh, have been appointed as a representative, but before that nobody and no one can take that this responsibility as an agent to say all those things in UG form and EOD share. But after when I found, when we found our office, then the first thing I do was to, to take that as an agent because that's a part of the, uh, the NUG representative office doing. So we did that, but for that, we need somebody to take the responsibility uh, to, with, uh, for example, with the bank account, everything, because we don't have like a, uh, one, uh, one official account for like an organization account. So we don't have things like that. So we, we only can use our personal account and everything like that. So that's it, one thing. And then another another thing also also of course we for for example to try I all this uh, all this time all those time trying to find trying to recruit. So we 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 need to at a big team or a team. I mean I uh, not a big but a team. We need a team. With few people like can be trusted and uh, like who can be committed in evolution. So first, uh, I trying to collect people around us, but uh, finally, you know, the, the, the longer revolution take, the, the people are like they can't get too much time. So it's difficult to find somebody who can 
who can give their time because uh, uh, most people in France uh, they they have their own job uh, they have so thing like that so that's also one thing uh, so uh, that's also difficult uh, and and concern with uh, other uh, like uh, we need to uh, need to communicate with the other uh, organization and other NGO uh, for example concern with the uh, humanitarian assistance thing like that but of course uh, there are so many things uh, but I, I I can't explain it all here. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's quite a big portfolio that you have to manage. I want to come back to one thing that you mentioned. You talk about the role that you play with fundraising and how you don't have any, you're not getting any support from any institution, certainly not any international organization. And so that falls on you. And this has been a refrain that we've talked about in past interviews with previous guests looking into this spirit of sacrifice that has has really uh, has come to characterize not just the NUG, but the democracy movement for decades before it. And there's the spirit of sacrifice, of course, by the people in Myanmar who are literally putting their lives on the line for democracy and human rights. But the NUG is basically a vast volunteer bureaucracy, unlike anything that, according to experts we've spoken to, has ever really existed in the history of what we know of governments in the world. Uh, they, the people working on, in NUG, even the highest ministerial positions, are mostly volunteers with not getting livelihood, with no plan in the future of how to get a livelihood to make this all sustainable in that way. Uh, in addition to that, much of the fundraising that comes to support the NUG and the CDM and the NUCC and the CRPH, the PDFs as well, all these acronyms, it's really being carried on the burden of the backs of the diaspora abroad, the diaspora Burmese and ethnic communities. By and large, the these Burmese diaspora communities in France and other countries are not really living too much above middle class. These these are usually the uh, usually the immigrant communities that are have settled elsewhere are really just trying to get by themselves. And yet through fundraising, through bonds, through many other creative ways, through auctions and other types of fundraisers, they're basically raising money within their own communities to then support Myanmar. And so all of this is pointing to this democracy movement really being carried, the burden, which has become something of a backbreaking burden, really being carried by Burmese everywhere, by Burmese volunteers in the NUG, by the diaspora who's funding it, and by those in the country who are risking their lives. And this begs the question, why has there not been more international support? Why have there not been more allies, more international allies that have come through to try to help in meaningful ways, whether it's advocacy or fundraising or uh, or media or whatever else. Of course, there are many exceptions. I would like to think that Insight Myanmar podcast is one such exception that is trying to help carry some of this burden, even in a very, very small way. But from your position in France, and you talk about working with the diaspora Burmese communities in France to fundraise and then send that money back to a number of the democratic initiatives and groups in Myanmar, uh, I can only imagine after two years how much of a strain and pressure this is 
to keep asking those same Burmese communities to give more and more and more. It's just this endless request for for trying to give and support. This goes hand in hand with why we don't see more advocacy, why we don't see more media, why why we don't see more people kind of carrying this forward as a world issue that the the, the democratic parts of the world need to care about and need to support. So in your estimation, why has it been so hard to break through? Why has it been so hard to try to bring other allies and supporters into carrying this backbreaking burden rather than having to keep going back and back again to these diaspora communities and asking them to just this bottomless giving, to, to keep giving and supporting and trying to find a way to, to, to uplift it? What can be done to go beyond these diaspora communities and start to get allies and supporters and friends and advocates who are not from these diaspora communities so that more people can be involved and engage and support? Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, you know, here uh, in France, uh, what we are doing, uh, we we have uh, regularly the, the fundraising event. Uh, at those events, we're trying to target it, uh, friends, uh, people also. So, uh, so that's what uh, we, we, we can do from... But for government level, uh, uh, and then now for, Fran- for France, uh, they, they like uh, they taking... Uh, like uh, target ascension and uh, against the individual and either with uh, their European level. Uh, so that's also the, that's it, uh, what they can do for the moment. Uh, so uh, because of the uh, sanction also include the travel ban, access freeze, uh, and also uh, prohibition to make a fan viable and uh, and abago and so on. Uh, but uh, that's why we we are we are eng- when we engage uh, with uh, we are engaging with the France authority we always uh, uh, ask uh, help for the humanitarian system. So the front NUG side we are trying to get international support. Uh, for, for example, now already in the US uh, there is a uh, uh, national different. NDA, sorry. So, which include the Bama Act. So we don't know exactly how how much the money, uh, but uh, that's also a big uh, how can I say a big step for for our people because until now since we we didn't get any support financially from international community. At least uh, this is a big step, and uh, I hope uh, in two thousand twenty three. Uh, uh, there will be more. From, uh, we hope to get more to get uh, financial support from international community, international government, and and UG also trying for that. Uh, because that, uh, in my in my personal opinion, because that uh, like Western country uh, with the war in happening in Ukraine, they they are just seeing what's happening there. Uh, because uh, is this invasion, and they, they don't seem, they don't think of Myanmar. What is happening in Myanmar is is not like uh, a big threat to them. But in Ukraine, is this in Europe? Uh, so that is uh, the difference, uh, if I may say, the difference between the Myanmar. What is happening in Myanmar? And what is happening in Ukraine? But that's why we keep we every time we speak or communicate with us. 
uh, the people, the, uh, we, we always say that what is happening uh, in Myanmar is not uh, only about uh, Myanmar people concerned, it's also about global issue. Uh, so like the 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 Indonesia the Russia invaded Ukraine, we all know that. But what happened in Myanmar also the the the, the um, how can I say? The, the the Russia the, the Russia President Putin, he is a big support the one of the biggest supporter to 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 Myanmar online the, the name which uh, I discovered to see it out loud, uh, but they are joining they are joining hand in hand uh, uh, like uh, Amanda so. Uh, yes, uh, that's why I would like to say that the international community uh, should consider that because of the place happening in Myanmar is also a threat to uh, to the regional country and also to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks for that. Now, looking at France specifically, are are there interests or issues related to Myanmar or connecting Myanmar to France that you find are particularly relevant to a French audience or to your your work in France? I could say that because uh, that's it all. I, I don't speak as a representative. So, uh, if I speak uh, in my personal opinion, uh, so uh, France is, uh, they are now, we, we has uh, noted that they are so into uh, Indo-Pacific, so they, they, they are interested in the region, so indo we can say Myanmar also include in the Indo-Pacific. So, so I hope in the Indo-Pacific strategy, uh, they 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 will try to engage or expand their align with the, with the country. But now with the crisis, uh, the situation in Myanmar, uh, so it will it will be difficult. It will be difficult. It's not good for anyone uh, because of the, the Myanmar is. Uh, uh, ratio in natural resource with the uh, jam, everything right out of which is uh, the, the China over explored uh, during the coup, after the coup. So all those things and then the Indo- Indian, Indian Ocean uh, with all those, the territories, so Myanmar is uh, in the in the center everywhere. So I, I think that's a France uh, uh, we can compare with the Ukraine of course, uh, but uh, I think uh, the France, uh, the East Myanmar in peace, there will be more benefit from every country around around us. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, you reference as well that part of your job as being an NUG representative in France is to support those Burmese citizens and communities that are living in France now. Uh, can you share a bit about what uh, about about those Burmese communities? What types of Burmese have come to settle in France? What do they do? What numbers are they? And what what are the kinds of issues that they face that you're having to help with now? Uh, <clears throat> uh, yes. So as uh, I say, because of uh, maybe I forget to say that uh, before. Uh, after the coup d'état, uh, I also uh, joined the people many uh, to protest uh, in protest against the coup. So I joined the other Burmese uh, in France, and so then uh, I joined the Bami community in France, CBF we call. So the 
So this is an NGO uh, which was founded over 10 years ago. Then now we formed with a new office member. Uh, so at that time, uh, after the coup in 2021, I, I was at a secretary there. And so we 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 uh, we organize uh, the, the the manifestation regularly, and also myself uh, collected donation as much as I can for the needy people on the ground who are fighting against the blue agenda. Uh, so after uh, even after became uh, a representative, uh, I keep to uh, communicate with them uh, because that, uh, uh, yes, uh, as you. As you already know, uh, we we uh, the Burmese people here is just we are just uh, working, uh, had their uh, job, uh, and so uh, um, <clears throat> in France uh, I can say it is around five hundred uh, Burmese uh, in total, uh, but uh, in Paris uh, maybe like hundreds. Uh, but you know, the first day when we organized uh, the f- very first uh, ma- uh, manifestation, uh, maybe it's uh, it's like uh, over two hundred. I, I as long as I remember, uh, but maybe maybe more because this is just my gap. So this is the first uh, ever manifestation that uh, I see many many Burmese uh, before even I live in France for two years. But I I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know much uh, many uh, Burmese people, even the 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 uh, the Burmese community in France. The organization I said earlier, even that I didn't know that they exist. Uh, so uh, what I want to say is, uh, uh, after revolution became one year, two year, and now uh, the people, the Burmese people, uh, they are also struggling with their life, uh, with their uh, for the student, maybe with their study. So so on. So uh, the people who can participate uh, in, in revolution uh, become uh, fewer and fewer. So now uh, in this day or in this time, uh, after one year, uh, after the coup, uh, when we organize the when the community when they organize the uh, manifestation, that I I did notice that uh, the people who participate uh, became just very, very few, not like before. So that is one thing. And, uh, but, uh, but until now, we, we uh, send our stay because there are many, many uh, difficulties for them as well. I can understand that uh, we all, even we stay in France, we, we still have some difficulty uh, uh, if because of the synthesia is, you know, arrest everybody who involved in NUG, or, uh, or in, uh, but uh, involved somehow in, in revolution. Even if we share one Facebook book uh, publicly, we they, they will arrest you. Uh, they can arrest us. So with every every uh, every reason. So that's why people. Of course, uh, we are human beings. We 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 are afraid. So so most people they I uh, I think most people they trying to lay low. Uh, of course, they, we all most are. We still have our family there, and so uh, we. Of course, uh, even if we w- wanna uh, do as much as we can, uh, send we had their own reason. So that uh, that's why you know the, the the saying in our office. That's why uh, not many people can can participate in my office uh, to help us.
Mm, right. And you had referenced early on in this interview that when you decided to take this position of being an NUG representative, you were aware of the risks. You were aware that you would have a public face and name and officiality, and that was a concern for you. So what factors went into making that decision of deciding to step forward and take that risk to do what you could for your country's democratic movement? And what personal risks do you feel you've faced by having to be out in the open in your activism and advocacy? Uh, so, yes, uh, because that, uh, as I said earlier, so before there was a representative in France before me, uh, but uh, so uh, after the, the, the NUG uh, uh, just to some circumstance, they, they tr- need to uh, need to uh, <clears throat> avoid it a new one. So we, I know that all the, all the process at the time I am I am in, in CBF, the Bami community, as a secretary. So uh, we 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 are discussing about that with the NUG, uh, uh, especially with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs or NUG. Uh, so. Th- I know that they have been trying to find a candidate for long, uh, like maybe I can say one year or six months. Uh, so, like this is a big uh, a big role. So, but for me, I don't have any background. But uh, I just uh, like maybe I I can say I foolish, but uh, of course for for our country, it is for our country, and then France is a big country. Uh, so for our government, we 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 are we we support NUG. So the, our government needs somebody. So I just decided that uh, finally uh, somebody had to do it. So uh, so just like that, uh, because uh, I just decided to, with strong determination that somebody had to do it, or because uh, this is whether. Uh, I don't have any experience uh, in politics. Uh, I just, I just decided, is if I just can take the role and uh, and let my name and my face uh, publicly, this is already one thing. Is even I don't do nothing yet. This is already one thing, and then and then I just decided that because uh, is it better than nothing? Uh, but of course, uh, when the, I take the job, it's come with the responsibilities. So. Uh, of course, I face so many difficulty, and for the other, like my family, everything, I I, I still can't talk in detail. So that this is if uh, stay, uh, I I still have a difficulty with that. So I I can't talk uh, much. Stay, yeah. Mm, right, and another question is that you reference coming from an ethnic minority community, a Karen and Pao. And there's been a lot of discussion of the Brahminization policies that have taken place in the country politically, in terms of the education system, in terms of the uh, opportunities that are available. And that has been something that has continued to be examined and questioned during this democratic period, and especially with the work of the NUG and looking at uh, at at to what degree some kind of solidarity is being built between the majority Bamar and the number of ethnic minorities, how much their voice is being listened to and incorporated and how much they're trying to break from uh, and diverge from different uh, movements of the past, which have been mostly Bamar led into something that has been taking into, consider- taking into consideration more and more 
these ethnic minority voices. And as someone who is both coming from a background of being an ethnic minority, as well as being an official member of the NUG, what are your thoughts about how Burmanization manifested growing up for you uh, in Myanmar and what you see of that happening today with the NUG? Do you see the NUG really trying to break new ground in welcoming and incorporating uh, ethnic voices in ways they haven't done before? Or do you have concerns that they could be doing more? Um, yes, uh, you know, we, we, we are, we, how can I say, we see it now. So this is uh, quite obvious uh, compared with the past because uh, when I grew up, uh, yeah, most are the, 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 under the Parma centralization. Uh, so I have some experience that uh, as I myself uh, miss ethnic, so uh, we face some difficulty concerned with that. Like uh, uh, we are, uh, for me, as a, uh, how can I say? As uh, I belong to two ethnic, so that's a more even event among the at the level or the Korean uh, when I was young. Some friends, uh, for example, if I go with some Korean friends, they can say uh, I am Miss. Uh, I like uh, how can I say we we use uh, one one special word in Myanmar. Uh, so like. Uh, that's experience, that's feeling. I always get uh, even among our ethnic people. But if I go with Po, po we say, Po friend, we say that you you, you are also belong to Korean or those things like that. So when we arrive to the university, then most are, most are Bama. So the, the thing like that we have uh, also like uh, before, uh, that's one of the issues and other digital shit because they are like, they are very like trained or used to or like manipulated uh, uh, nationalists. So, like, uh, if they check when we go, for example, if we travel, we had to cross uh, the 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 gate, the like uh, one city to another city, like from Pan to Rangoon. We had to cross different uh, different gate, and then uh, if they check our passport, my uh, like uh, if I am. Uh, uh, Buddhist, or if I Christian, or, or if I other Muslim uh, like that, uh, only if I Buddhist and Bamis, uh, uh, it will take uh, very very fast. But since I am uh, Korean, uh, so they, they will ask a lot of questions. So I can imagine if I were Christian or other minority, uh, uh, <clears throat> so it would be more difficult for them. I can relate that. But now we see after the good. After the good, this time totally uh, different because uh, we we are live uh, and uh, now we are in twenty first century. Uh, even though the the education system in Myanmar is uh, stay uh, compared with other country or international level stay low, but we 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 have uh, and other uh, in two thousand fifteen to two thousand twenty and other civilian government. So we, we have the internet, we, we have all those things, we can check everything. So they, they are, they, they are mind, uh, uh, they, they can know things and they can decide on their own. So like the, the Generation Z right now, they, 
they don't care when they make the friend. They don't care where their friend come from, what their nationality, what their religion. They don't care that we all are human. Uh, so they they know that, and then so after the coup, since the, the, the those young generation, they they can't uh, they couldn't accept that because of the coup is uh, the the revolution is happening after the coup, not like before in Myanmar before the coup d'état that they all happening after the the revolution. But this time very different, and this revolution is led by the the especially the generation Z. Uh, so the, those young generation they are. Uh, they 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 know uh, they know what uh, other country they know the human right they know all the equalities equality so so now NUG so we that's why we call uh, uh, inclusive so in, even in the NUG uh, member there is or not only Karen it's also other Kachin Chin every every ethnic minority. Uh, they try to uh, put inside the 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 how can I say uh, man inside the NUG. So and also we we have seen that they engaging they are engaging like with the and resistant and resistant organization now not like uh, KNU now KIA KN uh, KNDF every every uh, and the chain CDF chain land different forces so all 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 of the uh, this is the first time that the, the first time a government uh, who can join hand in hand with the, all the uh, arm resistant group. So uh, ethnic arm resistant group. So that's it. We we have seen the the very first time because uh, uh, we we know that the NCA the man the the gender and the EAOS doesn't work and they know. Uh, so that's why the the NUG the people. Since uh, they, they are all inclusive, they are trying trying also. They are also trying more and more inclusive, and, and now we are in the so we, we are determined to go to the federal democracy. Uh, so that's why uh, we we uh, they giving a commitment to the to the people uh, to to listen to the voice of the people. Uh, that's why, yes. Mm, great. Thank you for that. That's that's really great to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I think that's a very good note to end on. And before we close, I just want to give you the floor. Uh, you have uh, whoever is tuning in and listening to your voice thus far. If there's any closing or concluding remarks or messages you would like to leave for our listeners. Uh, yes, I, I would like to... Uh remind about the situation uh, with uh, what is happening in Ukraine uh, because uh, I just uh, uh, would like to remind the international community uh, that what is happening in our country in Myanmar is uh, also an uh, uh, international issue because of what is happening in Ukraine because uh, Russia invades uh, Ukraine and more of the international community they provide schools and get the necessary uh, help to 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 help Ukraine people to defend their country from from the Russian army. So we in Burmese people, uh, we would like to. I would like to say in Myanmar also, we, we must not forget that Russia is uh, uh, involved somehow in, in supporting the gender terrorists. So by providing all kinds of uh, military weapons like. Uh, 
uh, fighter jets, a helicopter, and fewer ship and more. So that the agenda is using to kill and terrorize the, the people of Myanmar. So we have seen that the, 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 we have seen that. So uh, so therefore, we must not forget that the, the, the involvement of Russia and also China in the crisis of our country, in our country. So our revolution is a global cause. So uh, this crisis is also a threat to all neighboring countries and to the to the international community. So we we can see that uh, tyrants and dictators are supporting each other. So uh, I believe that uh, this time is uh, crucial. And that we, we must uh, eradicate and stop all kinds of dictatorship in this world uh, to, to us to fully live under a true democracy uh, with freedom and justice, uh, also an equality. And uh, also, I would like to send a few messages to our Bami people and especially to Bami diaspora. So as the revolution uh, became longer and longer, uh, we all can sometimes become depressed or uh, like we, as I said earlier, I said earlier we, we want to escape from the reality and to, to forget what is happening in our country. Uh, but we, we might not forget and we have to remember that our people, different force, BDF, uh, belong who is belonging to all class or ages, including TAs, young people, boys and girls. So they are taking arms and fighting for the country. So and now we, we have to encourage them uh, by continuing to, to support the revolution in every way we can. Uh, I know, I, I also know we, we live in foreign country and uh, there are difficulties uh, as well to involve the revolution, especially publicly. Uh, but we, we, we can support uh, in many different ways uh, that the people inside Myanmar couldn't do. Uh, for example, like we, we can share uh, information among each other and we can join the campaign. We also like uh, click to donate by watching just by watching the Revolution channel on YouTube. So, and to those who can support uh, financially, uh, can buy or can also buy an UG bone or UD share because of all the collected funds go directly to the ground. So as long as we don't lose hope on our revolution, uh, we are already winning and we share. Keep believing in it uh, because our revolution has shall prevail. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Being a small, mostly volunteer team, our production time for a single episode before the coup was sometimes as long as four months from start to finish. While we worked at decreasing the lead time, the fastest we were ever able to manage was just around three weeks. Yet during this current crisis, where even a single day's events can produce such shocking news and urgent needs, we simply don't have the luxury of time. So we have worked around the clock to substantially shorten the length of our production cycle. The turnaround for some episodes is now just 36 hours. However, we cannot accomplish this goal without your support. If you have found value in today's episode and think others might also benefit from this type of content, please consider making a donation so that we can continue our mission. If you would like to join in our mission to support those in Myanmar who are being impacted by the military coup, we welcome your contribution in any form, currency, or transfer method. 
Your donation will go on to support a wide range of humanitarian and media missions, aiding those local communities who need it most. Donations are directed to such causes as the Civil Disobedience Movement, CDM, Families of Deceased Victims, Internally Displaced Person, IDP Camps, Food for Impoverished Communities, Military Defection Campaigns, Undercover Journalists, Refugee Camps, Monasteries and Nunneries, Education Initiatives, the purchasing of protective equipment and medical supplies, COVID relief, and more. We also make sure that our donation fund supports a diverse range of religious and ethnic groups across the country. We invite you to visit our website to learn more about past projects as well as upcoming needs. You can give a general donation or earmark your contribution to a specific activity or project you would like to support, perhaps even something you heard about in this very episode. All of this humanitarian work is carried out by our nonprofit mission, Better Burma. Any donation you give on our Insight Myanmar website is directed towards this fund. Alternatively, you can also visit the Better Burma website, betterburma.org, and donate directly there. In either case, your donation goes to the same cause and both websites accept credit card. You can also give via PayPal by going to paypal.me slash betterburma. Additionally, we can take donations through Patreon, Venmo, GoFundMe, and Cash App. Simply search Better Burma on each platform and you'll find our account. You can also visit either website for specific links to these respective accounts or email us at info at betterburma.org. That's Better Burma, one word, spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-B-U-R-M-A dot org. If you would like to give in another way, please contact us. We also invite you to check out our range of handicrafts that are sourced from vulnerable artisan communities across Myanmar, available at alokacrafts.com. Any purchase will not only support these artisan communities, but also our nonprofit's wider mission. That's Aloka Crafts, spelled A-L-O-K-A-C-R-A-F-T-S, one word, alokacrafts.com. Thank you so much for your kind consideration and support. Yaranda, 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 Yaran